MyMac.com podcast number 43. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. And as we record this, it is Wednesday the 7th, but we won't actually post this until the 3rd. Yep. Thursday the 8th. So, today was the big day for the Apple musical event thing going on in San Francisco. A thousand songs in your pocket. Woohoo! Yep. Comes our music fading out now. (laughs) (laughs) That's one less song in our pocket. That's right. Uh, uh, we also got the big winner for yeah. the uh, Toast 7. Toast so. 7 contest winner coming up after our commercial break. Excellent. And uh, an update to Element K Journals, which I talked about on Podcast 41. Yep. So let's jump right into the news uh, from MacMinute.com. Here, up-to-the-date Mac news in a minute. But, well, hit the big one. Uh, Apple introduces iPod Nano, which... Nano. Yeah. I mean, did Mork and Mindy, like, immediately pop into your head? I know it's supposed to be, like, nanotechnology. I know, but all I thought of was... Nano-nano. Yeah. That's what I thought. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry. The iPod Mini, okay. Mm -hmm. The iPod name itself, when it first came out, if you remember back, was kind of weird. iPod, what the heck? But now that it's so popular that, you know, you don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. So the iPod Mini came out, and that was pretty self-explanatory. It was smaller than the regular iPod. Then the iPod Shuffle, which I wasn't really thrilled with Shuffle. But now we have the the iPod Nano, which replaces the iPod Mini. Yep. Nano. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Nano, nano. Yep. Uh, Today, Apple introduced the iPod Nano, a full-featured iPod that holds 1,000 songs, yet is thinner than a standard number two pencil and less than half the size of competitive players, the company says. The iPod Nano features an ultra-portable, lightweight design with a color screen. Apple's patent-pending click wheel and the ability to hold 1,000 songs or 25,000 photos iPod Nano works with iTunes Music Store and is available immediately in a 4 gigabyte model priced at 249 and a 2 gigabyte model priced at 199 with both models available in white or black designs. And I got to say the black one is really really cool looking. Did you see the black one? No, I have not seen the black one. Well, while we're recording, I'm going to pop up and uh, All right, take we'll a look go to at apple.com. Well, actually I'll go to macminute.com because I know they have a direct link oh. uh, to oh, the Oh, yeah introduction thing mm-hmm. you can kind of see it there i got a better yeah. picture kind of like in profile da, 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 da. the apple pr library page is like really slow right now mm. it's probably because everybody and their brother is hitting it yeah and ipod nano images see it right there mm-hmm. all right so we'll just click that link and bring up the nano images mm. nano I, 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 you know eventually i'll be used to it probably within a couple days yeah but that's that's it right there Wow. I think it's pretty sharp looking. The black one is very sharp looking. I, I don't care much for the white one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks yeah, it looks like an iPod. Odd. Yeah, it does. But the black one, there's just something about that that's just really sleek looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's wearing a little tuxedo. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> and so uh, Apple introduced the iPod Nano. Go ahead for the next one. Next one, Apple, Motorola, and Singular launch iTunes mobile phone. Apple, Motorola, and Singular Wireless today announced the availability of the world's first mobile phone with iTunes, enabling music fans to transfer up to 100 of their favorite songs from the iTunes jukebox on their Mac or PC to their mobile phone. Apple's iTunes software and the Motorola ROKR feature, easy-to-use menus, simple navigation and playback, and the ability to simply switch from phone to music and back again with the push of a dedicated music key. The new Motorola ROKR is available today at www.singular.com and will be sold exclusively in all singular retail locations starting tomorrow. The new Motorola ROKR with iTunes pre-installed is available for $250 with a two-year commitment at all singular stores in the U.S. and includes stereo headphones and a USB cable. Okay, we've got it up here on the website now. Um, You know, 
the thing is, this they've been talking about this for a long time. So it's really not a surprise to anybody. Right. And I like the iPod Nano. I may not mm-hmm. like the name all that much yet, yeah. but it'll grow on me, I know. Mm-hmm. But I still, the, the iPod Nano, I think, is really, really cool looking. It's obviously a Flash-based yeah. MP3 player, much like the Shuffle, mm-hmm. but with a very cool color screen. Yeah. Now, the iTunes phone, it's made by Motorola. Motorola, to me, has the sexiest phone in the world right now with the Razer. That yes. black Razer mm-hmm. is just bad to the bone looking. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I, you I, like it because it's all black, super slim, and has I, a little metal, you know, key, no, that's metal not, keys. I, I liked the silver one first. Yeah. I still I still really like the, t- uh, the silver one. David yeah. Avery has one. Haven't seen it because, yeah. you know. I haven't actually seen David Avery in person in like you know five years, <laughs> and even then he doesn't remember. Yeah, he humors me and says, "Oh yeah, I kind of." He doesn't remember. <laughs> and but it's just a bad looking phone, even though they're starting to show up on all the TV shows and stuff. And you know damn well next year's twenty four, they're going. Everybody's going to be using the Razor. Yeah. And so that to me that is just a very cool looking phone. So knowing Motorola has this kind of design ethics mm-hmm. what they can make i was so looking forward to seeing what the itunes phone would really look like and, and you got a basic motorola phone out and, and then it comes out and i look at it and i go oh it looks like a phone i had about seven years ago <laughs> i mean I, i'm just it sucks yeah. you know i don't know but i know the, the apple uh, apologists don't want to hear that mm-hmm. it sucks Let's be a hundred songs. Wah, it it wah. holds a hundred songs. Your shuffle holds two hundred and forty. Yeah, I, <laughs> and the shuffle is so small, I can literally mm-hmm. super glue that to the back of my current cell phone, <laughs> and it would be more powerful. I, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, you know, I'm looking at the design of this phone, and I'm not even talking about necessarily functionality. I'm sure it works great. Although the headphones are butt ugly, they got these little orange pom pom. Oh, it's horrible. Um, the phone just looks plain, plain and cheap, plain and cheap. I won't say cheap. I'll just say it's very plain. I was expecting something with a little more oomph to it. I was expecting a phone kind of like the Razer as far as this, excuse me, the sleek sexiness of it, Mm -hmm. but with an iPod flavor to it. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be sweet. This is going to be cool. And then this thing, I'm like, yeah. I was so looking for it. I was dying to see a picture of it. And these, the pictures of this has been leaked on the internet for months now. Mm-hmm. I saw the exact same picture up at Engadget like four months ago. Yeah. So it was so anticlimactic to have this come out. It, it's so boring looking. It, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people are probably going to be emailing me going, oh, it's... It's this, it's that, and the other. You know, to me, this is, and this is my personal opinion. This isn't the official position of MyMac.com, mm-hmm. because we'd love to review one. <laughs> hint, hint, singular. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm going to have to play with one to, to test functionality, but I don't know. Wah, wah. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. All right. Apple introduces iTunes 5. Apple today announced iTunes 5, the latest iteration of its popular music jukebox and online music store, blah, 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 blah. Um, The ability to organize playlists into folders. uh, Smart Shuffle, which let users change the randomness of shuffled songs. And the ability for Windows users to automatically sync contacts and calendars from Outlook to their iPods. The iTunes Music Store has also added parental controls... Album reviews, which kind of scares me. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I guess it shouldn't. I mean, Amazon.com's had that forever. Yeah. And now features a catalog of over two million songs, making it the largest online music catalog in the world, with the exception of you know people who steal music. Mm-hmm. Apple said because honestly, I, there's been songs that I was willing to go pay for that I have mm-hmm. on cassette. Yeah. That's not up there on iTunes Music Store. Yeah. I do a quick search using LimeWire. Ooh, there it is. Mm-hmm. I figured I already owned the cassette. What the heck? <laughs> Apple, is, or I'm sorry, iTunes is widely regarded as the best jukebox, with the world's most popular online music store built right in. Steve, blah, blah, blah. We are constantly improving iTunes with new features like podcasting, 
and better searching because we love music ourselves and want to surprise and delight music fans around the world. How, you know, Steve, you could surprise me by, I don't know, changing up some of the podcasts that you feature under the technology section and iTunes on the main page because it's the same ones every week. Mm. The same ones. I'm not, And like I've said before, I'm not necessarily saying put us in there. But man, I mean, it's it's always Scott Shepard's Mac show, which is a good show. Right. It's always the the Mac cast. Mm -hmm. It's always Leo Laporte in there. It's always Dignation in there. It's like, come on. You know, you've got thousands and thousands of these podcasts out there. Spread a little love, man. (laughs) And of course, those shows are always in the top hunter because they're right in people's face when they log into iTunes. It's just BS. I'm tired of it. Someone at Apple is just like sleeping and don't give a crap. (laughs) Of course, Apple doesn't make any money if you use the podcasting feature of iTunes. They don't make a dime off of that. Right. With the possible exception of all the advertisement around on the window. Mm. Did I just spit on you over there? No. Okay. I know she looked at your arm when I was talking. I thought... Did something fly out of my mouth? No, and hit nothing Chad? flew out of your mouth. I was just thinking. Ah, Tommy! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, jump to the next one. Oasis Media Group introduces Cast Easy for podcasting. Oasis Media Group today introduced Cast Easy 1.0, a utility for making podcasting mainstream by helping users create, publish, and organize new and previously published podcasts. And the reason I, I put this in here is because we're going to actually review this. Hmm. Uh, the show that we're recording right now, uh, I'm going to run through this program and see what it can do. So we'll see if it helps us create our podcast, and uh, we'll do a review slash first look maybe on the next week's show if I can get it working right. And I haven't yeah. even looked at it yet. So I'm hoping that, you know, they make it sound like it's very easy to do and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yep. So we're going to check that out. Um, if you are a podcaster, and I know a lot of you are, it's twenty nine ninety five. It works under Mac OS X and uh, I don't have a URL here for it. Just, you know, go for cast easy at on oh, a, Oasis Media Group. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Over 1,000 accessories now available for iPod. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot more than that. Apple today announced that there are more than 1,000 accessories made for its iPod digital music player. The iPod Academy has flourished with over 21 million iPods sold and a wide range of companies creating project products ranging from high-end fashion cases to speaker systems to automobile integration kits for iPod, the company said. Apple also announced that there are more than 700 products bearing the Made for iPod logo on the market or in development, assuring customers that an electronic accessory has been designed specifically to connect to iPod and has been certified by the developer to meet Apple's performance standards. And, of course, so Apple gets a little cut of that pie, too. Yeah. Um, speaking of accessories for iPod, I brought you something new. Yeah, I see that. I've got the... Uh iTrip here. It's the brand new iTrip from mm. Griffin Technologies. Yeah, showed up yesterday in the mail, and I saw yesterday is when they first announced it. I was like, "Wow, we're we're like right up there high on their list." Nice. And I know you were having a issue with another FM transmitter. Do you want to go into that? Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. I probably won't go into too too much detail. I may actually write something for the uh, the website for the website on that. Uh, recently purchased a. AirPlay from Extreme Mac for the iPod Shuffle, which is basically an FM transmitter for the iPod Shuffle. Yep. Bought that for my wife, who has an iPod Shuffle, and uh, when she uh, played with it, she was she said, I'm not getting good sound quality out of it. I keep getting this hissing from it. Like static or, like static. And or so interference? Like, uh, almost like you would hear on an AM station, okay. that same sort of hiss in the yep. background. So... Uh, took it out. Took the truck out for a drive, which is what she drives. And uh, first, first off, we tried to find an open FM frequency, and for some reason, the uh, the the uh, stereo in her Nissan, whatever receiver they have in there, is pretty potent because it picks up some sort of signal on every frequency on the <laughs> FM dial. And it was the most frustrating thing for me because I'm like, we need to find an open frequency, and every frequency I turned to, you could hear something going in the background. Yeah. So I thought, well. My car stereo doesn't have as powerful a receiver. I know I have open channels on mine because I have a Monster Cable iCar play that I use. I took it in there, plugged it in, hit the play, and sure enough, I got that staticky sound. That steam static-y sound. So then I took my Monster Cable iCar play, put it in her truck, 
and did a comparison again with the with the monster cable iCar play. I did not get any sort of interference. So it's definitely the yeah. Now now did it plug into the USB port on the shuffle or yes plugs into the USB port on the shuffle. Okay, so and the and the other one that you're using obviously does, and it plugs into the headphone jack. Uh, no, actually this that one also plugs into the uh, the jack on the uh, iPod. Well, then how do you plug that into the iPod Shuffle? Oh, which one are we talking about? That one. <laughs> that one. I lost it in there. Yeah, you did. Well, regardless, so yeah, we you could probably honestly say that people should probably stay away from it. Yeah, and it's too bad because they did a really they really had a well thought out design for that uh, AirPlay as far as uh, ease for use for a user. It had a backlit uh, LCD display. It was, it was a really a nice unit, with the exception that it just doesn't perform. work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. Let's go to the next one. I think it's your turn. Yeah. Speaking of cars, Apple partners with Acura, Audi, Honda, and Volkswagen. Apple today announced it has teamed up with Acura, Audi, Honda, and Volkswagen to provide iPod integration with their car stereos for 2006 model lines. Seamless integration of iPods in cars allows music lovers to enjoy high-quality sound through the car's stereo system, easily access their entire music library, and take their music with them everywhere they go, notes the announcement. Apple says there are now 15 car companies around the world offering iPod integration, and more than 5 million cars will ship with iPod support in the U.S. in 2006, including Tim Robertson's car. Yeah, well, well, that's not a uh, that's a, a JVC aftermarket deck. <laughs> yeah, and we went into that a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, the, the new uh, I forgot the stupid name already. iPod Nano, 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 Nano. Um, it has the same accessory dock. As the full size iPods do, mm-hmm. and the and the iPod Minis did, so all those accessories are still going to work. Right, and of course it just opened up a new market for all new cases and mm-hmm. all new you know little doodads and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but because it's still using the same deck or the the dot connector, I think that's really good for car manufacturers because they can build in a a dock, if you will, inside the car mm-hmm. that you can simply plug your iPod into yep. and you're ready to go. All you really need to be able to change is the, um, what it's, I'm drawing a blank. You got the, obviously if you have a full size iPod, you're yes. going to need a bigger space to set it on there than mm-hmm. if you have a nano. So you're going to have to have some kind of a face plate type of thing that you can, I'm yeah. going to kick myself listening to the show later going, Oh, you're thinking of this word. <laughs> um, you're looking for a deck or so, or it's some sort of, Adapter. Adapter. Yeah. yeah. So it can fit the different size iPods. Yeah. Uh, jobs not present. Uh, jobs not to present keynote at Apple Expo in Paris. The Apple Expo website notes that Apple CEO Steve Jobs will not present a keynote address, as previously stated. This year's Expo will not feature a formal keynote presentation at Paris. Go ahead. Can you say that? Uh, uh, Palais de Congress. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Apple Expo will begin at 11 a.m. Tuesday, September 20th at the Port de Versailles. <laughs> That's not how you say Okay. It's a different <laughs> I thought you were like that. Wait a minute. You pronounced it differently there. <laughs> In Paris. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you at the Expo show floor where you'll have a chance to try the latest products from Apple and over 250 other companies, notes the site. But Apple CEO Steve Jobs will actually be there. He's just not going to give the keynote. And I think he probably blew everything this yeah. On the announcement today with the new iPods. Mm-hmm. Although, honestly, I can't figure out why. If you got an expo next week and you have these new products, why couldn't you just announce that next week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And finally, Andy Hertzfeld interviews on Nerd TV. Andy Hertzfeld, one of the original pro- programmers for the Macintosh operating system, appeared in an interview on Nerd TV. In the interview, which is available online, Hertzfeld talks about the history of the Macintosh, his love of open source software, and his new book, Revolution in the Valley, the insanely great story of how the Mac was made. I actually started watching that before I came over today. Mm-hmm. It's uh, The whole thing is downloadable. It was about 97 megabytes. Um, check out pbs.org and you'll find a link to it. You know, it, I don't know how well this will play on a TV because basically the camera never moves. And it's just like his face filling the screen the whole time. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that's boring. But if you're a Mac lover like us, um, it's a very interesting interview because he goes into a lot of details. And, he, and he's a very personable and fun guy to listen to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Robert Kringley, 
who I actually met in 2000 Expo. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about that before yep. too. Um, he's he's asking the questions, and he was involved way back when with all these companies when they were first starting up. So he knows people like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and uh, Mark Anderson and all these people from mm-hmm. way back when before they were super multi billionaires. So he kind of has that perspective of being in at the ground floor when these right. companies were starting and knowing them from back then and so he has his own stories so he kind of knows where to steer these interviews and these conversations mm-hmm. and at least the andy H- or hertzfeld one was and this is about 20 minutes into it it's about an hour mm-hmm. was really interesting i was i was kind of bummed out that julie had got home from picking up dinner and i had to stop watching it and <laughs> i was like oh i'm just getting into it but then again it was probably a good thing because that power book was getting really, really warm in my lap. Yeah. I don't know why I was watching it in the power book instead of the, the G5, but I was. Because so. you're addicted to the power book. Now. I'm addicted to the power book. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to do a uh, small dog ad. Uh, we're going to have to play an older one because they haven't given me a new ad yet. We yeah. can't do the back-to-school one because kids are back-to-school already. Yeah. And we're going to listen to a... Dashboard man. Dashboard Yep. Uh, Chris Siebold is off this week. He will hopefully return next week. Yep. Most websites are only there for you to buy something. Buy, buy, save, buy. Save, save. At smalldog.com, well, they're happy if you buy something, but that's just half the story. Take a walk around smalldog.com and you'll find the inside scoop on Mac products and lots of helpful how-tos for beginners and experts alike. Digital photography and graphic design, music and sound, small business and more. From iTunes to inkjets, Apple to Ziff. Smalldog.com, so you can love your Mac more. High technology at low prices. Smalldog.com. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Guy Searle, and thanks for being here on this special, somewhat out-of-the-ordinary Dashboard Minute. The only widget I'm going to talk about on this segment is one that anyone listening that cares about the current tragedy on the Gulf Coast should download. It's called the Hurricane Katrina News Widget, and it feeds off two news feeds from the area, WDSU-TV6 in New Orleans and WLOX-TV ABC-13 in Biloxi, Mississippi. The latest headlines from the source that is chosen comes up in the widget with a link that takes you out of dashboard and into your browser for more information. That by itself makes it worthy enough for now, but as an added feature on the edit side is a direct link to the Red Cross for donations. If you can, please donate now for this worthy cause. There are many worthy people there who have lost everything and need our help. You can find this widget at Apple's dashboard download site. Tim Robertson and the MyMac.com site has been able to secure many products from manufacturers to sell at reduced prices with all proceeds going to help Hurricane Katrina victims. Check in at the site often over the next few days and pick up some bargains while helping those less fortunate. On a final note, I would like to say that if I stop now, this segment might actually be under a minute for the first time since I started doing this. I can't let that happen, so the following are some outtakes from previous Dashboard Minutes. I hope you enjoy my frustration. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. ATI Radeon X800 XT Mac Edition graphics card and a, uh, and a grand prize. Jesus. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. In the silly but kind of cool category is a widget called Bedrock Biorhythms by Global Consciousness. This widget takes your birthday information and plots day by day where your strongest energy and emotional states may lie, all in wavy primary colors. And I'm going to do that again because that sounded dumb. Don't worry, I got the point all right. Just... Just go to the Apple Dashboard download site or check the MyMac.com pod show. Pod show cast. I, I, I feel so utterly exposed and vulnerable. And not in that fun, spanky way. Next up is a great first effort by Edward Rain called Easy Easy. <laughs> now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. There are some limitations to this widget, as certain things in the search window, like the 
and forward slash and equal characters. And the return search is... Did I write this? I couldn't have written it. I might be dangerous. If you have a suggestion for the Dashboard Minute, or if you would like me to review your widget, send me email via dbminute at gmail.com. I appreciate your comments and welcome feedback. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again. Stop it! Stop it! Everything going adequately? Very adequately, sir. I'm virtually bursting with that aquatulence. Most other sites that the game is available from link back to the currently unoperable Imergy. <laughs> Maybe that'll learn you to keep your big mouth shut. The game was originally available at imagerymedia.com forward slash widgets, but for whatever reason, this site is not currently coming up. Most other games, most other sites that the game is... Shit. Hold on. Let's try it from there. Me fail English? That's impossible. Most other sites that the game is available from link back to the currently unoperable imagery what Jesus. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Like most widgets, you can find it at Apple's desk. <laughs> ah. And we're back. Uh, thanks, Guy. That was a very interesting dashboard <laughs> minute. <laughs> but well done, as always. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of the uh, Katrina uh, fundraising at the MyNet.com podcast, we will uh, get on. We'll give you the results of that at the end of the podcast. That's right. We'll get into stuff. more of that information yeah. when uh, towards the end of the podcast, like Chad said. Uh, right now, we need to take care of some important business. The last... Well, I don't want to say the last week. We've had two pod shows. Right. Pod- Podcast number 41. I just said pod show after listening to <laughs> okay. Guy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Guy. I appreciate that. Got that stuck in my head now. Um, let's see. This is Podcast 43, so it was Podcast 41. Yes. And we did a buy it before... No, that's not right either. Uh, win, it. win it before you can buy it. <laughs> See, we listened to all his outtakes. Now we can't talk, right? Uh, for Roxio Toast Seven. Man, my name is Tam. Longington, <laughs> my Mac Pumpkin. I'll probably get blasted for that yeah, you will. bit too. You will. Looks <laughs> like <laughs> it's not talking about killing a bat or something. So yeah, you know, uh, at least I won't get any death threats. Not time. even go there, Robertson. Okay, the contest winner. What? What were they going to? What? What did he win? He won. Roxio Toast 7. This is a brand new product. Uh, we actually sold some for our Katrina relief effort. Mm-hmm. They sold out within an, an hour or so. So, yeah. uh, But uh, Preston Mays of Taylorsville, South Carolina didn't have to buy one online. He gets one absolutely free. Congratulations, Preston. And uh, he didn't leave a phone number in his contest entry. I would have liked to have called him. Yeah. And recorded it like we did on Podcast 41. I really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. And you never know the conversation that you're going to have. No. You know, something no. that could be really interesting. But regardless, uh, Preston Mays of Taylorsville, South Carolina, you are the winner of Roxio Toast 7 Titanium Edition. Yep. So uh, congratulations. Absolutely. Congratulations, Preston. Also back there on uh, Podcast 41, I was talking about Element K journals. Yes. Do you want to bring us up to date? Well, basically, Element K Journals had been soliciting Tim Robertson <laughs> and sending him free subscriptions to several of their Macintosh user, oh, quote-unquote, magazines, 12-page journals. journals. Yeah. yeah, it's not just Mac. I mean, it was it was Photoshop, Photoshop yeah. Illustrator, um, Cork, Ex- Cork Express. I mean, quite a few different publications. And, of course, when you tried to contact them to get it canceled. They were in a meeting. Yes. Yeah, and they said to leave a message. Yes. And to leave a nine-digit number that starts with a nine. Which doesn't appear anywhere on any of your invoices. And, of course, their mailbox was full, conveniently, so I couldn't leave a message. (laughs) So, guess what I got in the mail yesterday? Uh, Let me guess. Another second notice, third notice. Well, this one is now they're really bright yellow with huge black text that says, urgent message all over it. Mm. This time it's actually addressed to me, as in last time it was for the uh, 
Accounts payable. Accounts payable. Yep. And uh, it didn't say who it was from. Well, this time it actually said who it's from. And uh, so far I've only got four of these for four of their publications that they've been sending me unsolicited so far. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just huge urgent, 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 and uh, urgent message, and this time it's to me. And it's just, you know what? I, I Obviously, Element K Journals isn't the only company that does this. But... And you know, I, I subscribe to quite a few magazines. I'm a I'm a reader, and right. as as are you. I mean, I subscribe to Time. I get I get a lot of magazines. Mm-hmm. Although one I don't have to subscribe to is Popular Science because you get that, and then you give me your old issues. Yes. Um. You know, it's just it's the decept deceptive marketing that they're using to try to get me to subscribe. Mm-hmm. It's not even that these these journals cost 137 dollars a year, which is just like wow does that come with vaseline too yeah it's just i i just find it so just deplorable that they would try to get more people to subscribe to their stuff using these methods right and if anything this is making me um disdain their publications even more than i ever would have well because i didn't before i actually enjoyed them they just it was just way too pricey for me and so Mm -hmm. obviously i never renewed my subscription after they lapsed a couple years back yeah and I just don't appreciate, I think, the deception of trying to get someone to uh, resubscribe. Mm-hmm. You know, if they wanted to send me a couple free issues and they wanted to send a, a personalized type of letter saying, we'd really love you back and look what we're offering mm-hmm. now and here's a special rate for you. And and yeah. if I still didn't want to, I just threw it away. That's one thing. But they never did that. They just started sending me the issues the same time they started sending me the invoices mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing i didn't mention on the last podcast that um i actually got a invoice before i got any of the free issues that they were trying to lure <laughs> me in that's what i was going to mention that I, I when i was listening to the show back i thought oh i forgot to say that they wow. actually had, i had got a a uh, bill and i and of course i opened it because i didn't know who it was from and i'm like what's this i don't you know I, that one was for um Macintosh, Mac, Mac administrators. That's what it was for. Mm-hmm. And I thought Mac administrators. God, I haven't gotten that in a couple of years. Why are they sending me an invoice for that? So I just threw it away. Yeah. And then, like you know, three days later, I get a, a free issue, and I'm like, I, I didn't subscribe to this. Yeah. I didn't request this, and I know for a fact that I didn't because I knew how much it cost. And I'm like, There's, this is not worth that much money. And so it, I don't know. I just think it's very deceptive, and I'm just very. I'm just not pleased with them at all. And unfortunately for them, I have an outlet to uh, be vocal about my displeasure. And, (laughs) you know, we have thousands of people downloading this podcast from all over the globe. Yep. Sucks to be you, Element K Journals. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the official MyMac.com raspberry. (laughs) Uh, Let's do a little bit of reader feedback. We've got quite a bit. And we've been remiss on going into our feedback as of late. And so far, well, at least this week, it is all uh, actual email instead of MP3 file. So if, you know, you guys want to send us an MP3 file, that's cool. We'll play it on the show. Yep. Uh, This is all obviously going to our Gmail account, which is... Mm -hmm. That's your cue. Which is, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, Gmail. No. no, It's mymacpodcast at gmail.com. We really send a smoke that joint before we started, huh? (laughs) No. It's it's the one we smoke when we go on break. It's the one that's always. It was was the heroin, I think. (laughs) Or it might have been that that snort, that sniff stuff that we did earlier. Mm. I think it was bug spray. Hmm. Oh well. Actually, the only only drug I'm on is nicotine and caffeine. Yeah. <clears throat> this one is from Justin Morgan, and it reads, I've only been using Mac computers for a few months now, and most of that time I've been enjoying listening to my Mac.com podcast. So, well done for that. <laughs> I think you knew you would spark controversy over the one-button mouse attack. You sound confident that switchers to a multi-button mouse will never look back, but personally, I've been using a multi-button scroll wheel mouse for years on my PC, and suddenly switching to a one-button mouse on my Mac didn't bother me. As far as I see it, the unibutton and multi-button mice are simply different, yet both perfectly valid ways of interfacing with a computer, and it's a matter of personal preference. It might be that when you use a multi-button mouse, the wrist tends to end up hitting the desk, but I find that with Apple's 
unibutton mouse, you can wrap your whole hand around it so it becomes more like using an Ouija board, but I think that's fine. Additionally, I believe you were talking about getting a laptop-style keyboard for a desktop PC. Coincidentally, the MacCast podcast had a review of a product that will, I think, do just that. And they link to that. Uh, Kensington uh, keyboard, which we'll see if we can take a look at that as well. Uh, Thanks a lot, Justin, for the email, and I did respond to him. And one of my points to him was it's not so much the functionality of a multi-button scroll wheel mouse, Mm -hmm. although that is a huge part of it because Mm -hmm. if you're doing a lot of... um, scrolling up and down mm-hmm. it's so much easier using a scroll wheel than have yeah. to move your mouse to the little corner of the window and click 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 mm-hmm. click it's just a quick flick of your finger yep. and it's just it's, it just makes more sense it really does um but it's more an ergonomics for me mm-hmm. i find the the flat um apple stock mouse just doesn't fit well in my hand and i like the ones that come up a little bit and they're just a little bit more ergonomic Mm -hmm. because if you look at your hand without actually stretching your hand out Mm -hmm. you just open your hand up a little bit it's not flat yeah and and it's curved and it has Mm -hmm. a you know and so that just that the apple mouse just doesn't fit right in my hand it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel right in my hand i can use them just fine don't get me wrong i've used them for years yeah i just like a multi-button ergonomic mouse i think it makes more sense yep Uh, let's go back to the inbox and that of course is from Justin and we're going to read one from this is from Samuel Quay he says hi guys thanks for the great show I have produced my first podcast and it is now listed with iTunes but my dumb question is what do I do with the second edition I have recorded my second podcast uploaded it to my server and have created the RSS file for that second podcast but I don't know what to do with that second RSS file. Do I upload it to my server and put the number two on it? How do I get iTunes to recognize that there is now a second podcast available? As I, as I said, I hope this isn't a stupid question, but I've scoured a dozen learn to podcast sites, but none talk about podcasting or posting a podcast beyond the first one. Okay, and that's from Sammy. Um, Number one, and I've already responded to Sammy, so mm-hmm. he already got the answer. But yeah. I'm going to read this in case there's. I know. No, I know there's a lot of other aspiring mm-hmm. podcasters out there that yep. may have this question too. They're like, wait a minute, you know, I created the RSS file and I uploaded. Mm-hmm. You don't create a second RSS file for your second podcast. You simply update your existing RSS file to recognize two different enclosures. Yeah. In other words, it's you're showing multiple articles via your RSS. Your RSS created um, listing doesn't list just one item. It lists all the items on your main page mm-hmm. or all the items in a directory. Right. So at the MyMac.com site, for instance, it our RSS feed looks at a certain number of items. I believe it's 20 on both sides, both the feature side and the blog side. Mm-hmm. And anytime I upload a new, either an article, a blog, or a podcast... It looks at that, and it just adds it to the RSS feed. The oldest thing drops off the bottom of the list, and it's not listed anymore. Mm -hmm. If it's a podcast, because uh, programs like iTunes, iPod or X, stuff like that, look for enclosures, it sees that it's a podcast, and it automatically downs the enclosures for you. And the enclosure doesn't necessarily even have to be an MP3 file, i.e. a podcast. It could be uh, a a graphic, such as, uh, well, I don't think it actually downloads PDF or uh, JPEGs, but it will do it with a PDF. Hmm. It looks for enclosures, and it just downloads those to yeah. your um, iTunes. So that's how you do it. Don't create a new RSS feed. Update your existing one to reflect both shells. So, you know, in a nutshell, don't think of an RSS feed as a link so much as it is kind of a a folder that you stick your podcast into. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> uh, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, Shane Blythe. Yep. Uh, he was basically asking and uh, sending in an email wanting to know if he could have a Gmail account. And, of course, because uh, to get into a Gmail account, you have to have someone invite you in. And yep. As I've been saying on the podcast, at the moment I've got 87 left, so if you want a Gmail mm-hmm. email account, send an email to mymacpodcast at gmail.com. You don't have to put anything in it. Just say, would love a Gmail account or just Gmail account, please, and I'll respond and send you an invite. Uh, but this one was pretty cool. Uh, he wrote, Hi, from New Zealand. I live in Queenstown, where a lot of the Lord of the Rings movies were filmed. Love your podcast. Always listen. 
Uh, hope you have Gmail and Viter 2 available. Keep up the great work. And I thought, well, that was kind of neat. And uh, so I emailed him back and I said, hi, Shane. Um, or I said, thanks, Shane. Uh, did you get to meet any of the crew who filmed those movies? I bet that was pretty neat for your town. And he wrote back, and I thought, this is good. Uh, not really, but town was full of orcs wandering around at late hours looking very whacked out. A lot of filming was done at night, and when it was extremely wet and cold, the place was an absolute buzz, and there were dozens of tours going on around various sites. I could see a lot of battle scenes from my lounge room, which was really quite weird. Uh, we have 10,000 locals and 1.5 million tourists a year, so it was a pretty different town. <laughs> could you imagine being at night and you seeing these orcs walking by? Wouldn't that just be the oh, most surreal? That would be. That, I just thought that was kind of cool. I wanted yeah. to share that. I thought that, that would be cool. <laughs> well, look, hey, honey, there's an orc knocking at the door. <laughs> Tell him he can't use the bathroom. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Let me see. Uh, this is from Ken Hine. I just listened to your September 1st podcast. Great show. Your top 10 Mac items would make a great starting point for a Christmas list. And I agree. Mm -hmm. And that was two shows ago as well. Yep. And we want to invite anybody who has a top 10 software for the Mac list to email us. Mm -hmm. What are the top 10 software titles you think every Mac user should have? Uh, send that to... That was your cue again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> pull a little string on you. Every time I pull it, MyMacPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, this is from Ramses. 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 Bichara. <laughs> Got to be careful how I was saying that because I didn't want that to come out wrong. Um, I'm one of your listeners who's never missed a show, poor guy. Um, in my work, I get to move around a great deal, so I have time to listen to podcasts. Uh, iPods are in a minority over here in Scandinavia. Uh, Creative has a stronger hold on the market than Apple. I hope that changes. And, of course, he is looking for a Gmail account, mm -hmm. and he lives in Stockholm, Sweden. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I was happy to send him one. Um, and the, I just thought it would be kind of neat to share with people where some of the people are sure. listening from. Do, 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 and, you know, I, honestly, I didn't prepare ahead of time. Uh, la, 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 la. That's all right. I kind of like just flipping through and see. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was doing. Um, let's see. This is from... <sighs> it's an audio show, so we got to keep making noise. No, oh, I know. <laughs> hey, Tim, a few things. No, wait a minute. Is this the, is this the Ford and message? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, there are a few companies out there that make desktops... With the scissor-style keys that are found in laptops. The most notable of these companies is McCallie. Additionally, I would suggest contacting your state attorney general about the subscription problem, as they are clearly fraudulent. fraudulent. <laughs> and that's from Dan Lurie from theappleblog.com, which is actually a really good site. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, he's talking about the Element K journals, let my state attorney yeah. know, because, obviously, what they're doing is not kosher. Yep. And, yeah, I could do that, but I don't need to because I have a podcast, and there's <laughs> literally thousands and thousands of people listening, and I could just slam them here. <laughs> so we'll just do that. I think that's that's fair. Oh, I think so. It's a good warning. Yeah, well, you know what? It's a good warning for our listeners just to know how to handle something like that. Yeah, you don't always have... Well, you know, uh, David Avery... Mm -hmm. Sent me a list. Now Gmail is locking up. Now, of course, stupid thing. Um, Gmail or David Avery sent me an email mm -hmm. uh, link to a site where the guy was taking because when you get these, it comes with an envelope that's postage paid. Yeah, what's well, not postage paid just for the envelope? So these people were like taking tires, old tires, mm -hmm. and putting them in boxes, boxes, taping them all up, and then taping the return postage address letter <laughs> to the box and taking it to the post office. Ow. So these companies would get these boxes with tires in it and stuff. So I thought that was great. Oh, uh, it is good. Uh, ah, this is the, one of the ones I definitely wanted to read. Mm -hmm. Read. If I can speak right today. I'm a little nasally today. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Hey guys, I'm a 26-year-old graphic designer here in Panama City, Republic of Panama, and I love the show. I actually won one of your contests re recently, the Griffin I Talk. 
We talk about Griffin quite a bit lately, don't we? No, oh, Griffin sends a lot of stuff. They put a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, but they're not advertisers. Come on, man. Advertise. <laughs> uh, I was listening to your show, number 41, and Tim mentions that when he goes over to Chad's house to record the show, if he needs to take some files with him, he puts them on his iPod, and then he just plugs the iPod into Chad's computer, and boom, the files are there. I have a first-generation iPod Mini, and once I did the same thing, I needed to take some files to my service bureau and put them on my iPod. We hooked up the iPod, and it mounted perfectly on the G5. The thing is that as soon as the iPod mounted, it opened iTunes and started syncing my songs to the G5. We just canceled the sync and retrieved the files I needed. Of course, the G5 didn't have any of the songs in it, so the sync deleted some songs before we were able to cancel it. When I got home, I just plugged my iPod into my PowerBook, and everything was back to normal. My question is, does this happen to you? Did it have something to do with the preferences and of the iTunes in the G5 at my service bureau? Um, yes. It does happen to us. What you do is when uh, iTunes pops up automatically, it actually will ask you, do you want to sync this iPod with iTunes? Yeah. And you simply click no. There is an option to say don't ask again. Mm-hmm. And what happened is when somebody else had plugged their iTunes in, mm-hmm. they had clicked don't ask again, and they clicked yes. Yeah. So they just need to go into their preferences and change that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that does happen here at Chat's house when I plug in my iPod. Yep. Every single time, even though I've told it not to ask, it still does. It pops up and says, do you want to sync this iPod? And I go, no, I don't want to. Leave it alone. And iTunes leaves it alone and the 40 gigabyte iPod, which I've named mine Sparky. And mine is named Snarky. You so. <laughs> You know, it's kind of gay, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. But, eh, well, yeah. I like I like it though. Yeah. <laughs> our, our iPods are buddies. Sparky and Snarky. Sparky and Snarky. Um, and so that's that's all you have to do. Uh, I don't know why somebody would have said yes and told it not to ask again, but that's mm-hmm. what they did, and that's why it was. Uh, Let's see, Roxio Toe 7 contest entry. I don't think we need to read that one unless... Mm-hmm. Oh, look. Oh, okay. I thought it had crashed again. I'm sorry. That was from Barry, and he didn't win, so... Yeah. An Australian podcast fan. Uh, I don't know if... Let's see. Yep. Okay. That's somebody from Australia. Mm-hmm. Ren from Australia. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Ren. Thank you, Ren. Uh, okay, what's this one? I listen to your iPad or your podcast all the time. I'm in Australia and love the show. I actually wanted to get my mom a Gmail account because then she could talk to me using the Google Talk thingy. Anyways, just letting you know, you rock with the podcast. Talk to you soon, Christopher. Um, I actually emailed back and forth with Christopher some. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the same person because I'm I'm looking up. Yeah, there it is. Um, and it was an interesting talk. And, I, and he put it in there. I forgot to say in my last email, I reckon you guys have the wickedest jobs. I have only recently converted an ever-loving minute of my power book. Uh, go ahead and read that. I hope one day, sorry about that. I hope to one day be able to start my own podcast and spread the Apple word everywhere. Hopefully by then... They will be the first machines that you can actually say makes coffee for you, and it isn't a coffee machine. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I wrote him back. It says, it really does not take all that much to start up a podcast. Get a decent USB mic, use GarageBand to record it in, and you are halfway there. With your attitude, I think you'd make a great one. If you do it, let me know, and I will plug it on the show. Yep, sure. And, uh, you know, he's he's somebody that's he's, he's young. He's just starting college, mm-hmm. and he is really into the the whole podcasting thing and i think that's just absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. i think more people need to do it more people need to get involved and have fun and use this technology that's really free to use so freshman podcast in australia that could be fun that could be a lot of fun yeah and and i've i've been asked this question before in fact um uh what's that magazine name now I'm just drawing a blank. Mac, Mac, format. Mac format magazine out of the UK, uh, and the current issue has a big long feature on podcasting. Mm-hmm. In fact, they have like the top five podcasts that you should subscribe to, and we're actually in there. Oh, cool! And they asked me some questions, and I'm actually quoted in that article quite a bit, which was mm-hmm. kind of nice to see. And uh, they asked me, you know, what people should do if they're interested, and you know, I said, don't worry about the subject that you pick. 
if mm. that if there's already 500 podcasts that are on the same subject don't worry about that don't worry about what other people are doing mm-hmm. create the podcast you want to create yep. something that's going to make you happy mm-hmm. have fun with it because if you're not having fun with whatever the podcast is that you're creating it's not worth listening to it on right. our side we want to listen to someone that's enthusiastic and having fun so yeah, yeah when, you, when you take else. pictures with your digital camera, you don't take pictures that you think everybody else will like. No, absolutely. You take the pictures you want to take, and podcasting is the same thing. Do the podcast you want to do. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of the podcast you want to do, we need to get up to the Apple Store still. Yep, we got to pick up the Mighty Mouse. I know. Come on. I know. Come on. I know. We'll commit to it. No, I said Mighty Mouse. Here I come to <laughs> save the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the Mighty Mouse tune too. <laughs> MyMagPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I didn't pull the string. <laughs> uh, we're going to turn serious at the end of the podcast today. And it's probably right about now. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, fundraising we've done for the Hurricane Katrina victims. And just want to thank everybody who has visited the site, who's listened to the podcast, who's made a purchase from the uh as we talked about on podcast number 42, that special podcast we recorded on Saturday, yeah. uh, the whole project is called Mac User Supporting Katrina Victims. Um, I've caught some flack for this on a few other websites. Really? Yeah, but I don't really care. I can... I, uh, no, I'm serious. I, no. I, I've got a strong enough constitution where I really don't care what people think about me mm-hmm. uh, or what they say about me. Mm-hmm. I know why I started this project. And I know what the end goal is going to be, mm-hmm. and that's all I care about. Yeah, because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. They can say whatever they want about me. Right. Um, all I really wanted to do was try to help some people. Mm-hmm. And the best way I thought I could do that, um, yeah. And and I made my own donations, mm-hmm. and a lot of other people did too. Yep. And I just thought it would be a good idea to maybe uh, try to work with some Mac vendors out there. Apple vendors and um, offer products. They could offer a product for free, and we could turn around and sell it, and people could buy it at a reduced price, and all the money would go towards helping the Katrina victims. Yes, it's been extremely, extremely popular. Um, for regular readers at mymac.com, you'll notice that I haven't updated any actual articles on our website. Um, well, really, since, uh, let's see. Where eight, all the Epsons going? Yeah, and that was John Nemirovsky's about a week and a half ago. I mean, yeah. so why hasn't Tim been updating the website? I've been extremely swamped with the uh, Mac users helping the Katrina victims. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind being that busy and, and that inundated. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is new companies wanting to come on and donate some products get listed up there and start selling their stuff and try to help as much as they can as well. Yep. Uh, on the other side of it, it's working with the existing companies that have already made agreements with us that we're already posting their stuff up there. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is the orders that are actually coming through. But because everything is going through the PayPal account, I literally have to sit close to my email account all day long. And every time an order comes in, I have to update the site with that information. Mm-hmm. I have to respond to the person who made the purchase. And I have to forward that email on to the company so they can send out the product. Right. That takes us a, a, a lot of time and a lot of coordination. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's uh, it's been very rewarding to see how much response that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to give the amount? So far, we have raised, well, you all have raised with us over $2,000 to go towards disaster relief. That's going to go directly to the Red Cross. Yep, and, uh, well, and probably the Salvation Army. I'm thinking if we don't make another dollar, let's just say Mm -hmm. $2,000 right now, I would like to, like, split that in half. $1,000 to the Red Cross, $1,000 to Salvation Army. Yep. Because I think they both do... Uh, vitally important jobs, although they do different things. Mm-hmm. You know, the Red Cross offers the medical assistance and relocation, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Salvation Army is out there getting cots. They're getting the toilet food, paper yeah. and toothbrushes and food. And mm-hmm. so working together, they really, really make a huge amount of difference to people. And uh, they're the first responders. Yep. You know, everybody else can complain, where was FEMA in the first week where was you know where was this where was that why was the president on basically um, you know, campaign stops in California two mm-hmm. days after this happened I don't care all I care about is the people that need help right now and the people that are helping them right now the American Red Cross 
and the Salvation Army. Yeah. And, of course, the the thousands of volunteers that are going down there, not just for those two organizations, but a lot of other ones, mm-hmm. too. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to raise some money and help these people. Um, but MyMac.com really is not set up to do this indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So there has to come a time where I go, you know what, it's, it's taking way too much time away from what our mandate is, what we're trying to do with yeah. MyMac.com. We're writing about the Macintosh and all that. <laughs> and where we would love to help forever. Mm-hmm. We're really not simply set up to do that financially. Right. We, I don't have the infrastructure in place to become a a donation site for mm-hmm. very long. So uh, this Friday, what, what's today? Today is the, the 7th. 7th. Um, so September 9th is going to be the day that I'm going to stop. Okay. Um, we're going to basically, whatever isn't sold at that point, We'll go back. We'll to go the back name. to the company, yeah. and all the uh, the link will be at that point is it'll be in an article explaining what we tried to do, how mm-hmm. much money we actually raised. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'm going to uh, uh, scan in and post a picture of the receipt so people can see the two organizations that we donated to. If there's any question, yep. Because honestly, there has been a couple website postings where people question my uh, integrity. Integrity, you know, yeah. oh, someone trying to benefit off the tragedy of others, mm-hmm. and. That, to me, it wasn't even worth responding to. Yeah. But for, um, just in case, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think that, why well, do they just keep the money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, Tim's driving a new Jaguar, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Didn't quite earn that much money. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think people would like to see, you know what, I, I contributed to this fund, and look, there's a, a certificate of uh, a receipt or whatever it is. Yeah. Because, um, honestly, I've never given that much money to any really for organizations, so I don't know what they'd give me in return, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll uh, copy that and, and put it on the website so people could see that. And I'll also leave a permanent link to the companies that supported us mm-hmm. by la- allowing us to sell their product. Yep. Um, there was a couple companies that came in that didn't have the facilities to send out multiple units. They wanted mm-hmm. to actually send me the product and have me send it out. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to have done that, but I just don't have that much money. I mean, uh, there was right. one company that wanted to send... Oh, boy, about 40. They had two different products, and they wanted to send, like, 44 copies of each. And I was like, wow, that would be great. And, uh, you know, they they were suggesting selling it at, like, 50 bucks each, and we'd have made, you know, like 4,000 bucks off of that. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, I, I would have gone broke. I wouldn't have been able to make my own mortgage payment by paying for postage to send all this stuff out. Right. I'd love to, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a fine line between doing everything you can and going broke doing so. Yeah. And so uh, our effort um, is officially going to end this Friday. And uh, as soon as the PayPal money transfers, I've, I've been kind of transferring it a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Because, quite honestly, I'm a little scared of leaving that much money in, in a PayPal account yeah. for any length of time. So anytime we'd get up over like a couple hundred bucks, poof, I would, I would electronically transfer it out of there mm-hmm. just in case something happened with PayPal. Yeah. Um, we were talking off the air about a company that was raising money for, and they made like 20000 bucks, mm-hmm. And I think that was in like a 24-hour period. Yeah, it was in New York. Yeah. You know? And uh, PayPal froze, froze their account. account. You know, they thought it was, I don't know what they thought. Um, but, of course, uh, when he went and tried to resolve that, there was nobody to talk to. There was no email to send an email to to get it straightened out. Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of form crap, and then you'd only get canned um, email responses. That doesn't yeah. help you at all, you know. So I, I've used PayPal, PayPal for years. I've never had a problem. However, I was transferring the money out as almost as soon as it was coming in, just to be on the safe side because, yep. you know, I would be so mad. If we had this two thousand bucks and it was sitting in PayPal, and the and, account and got frozen or the account got lost or the money got yeah somebody like, hacked in or something, yeah. I would be so I I don't know what I would do. I would be yeah. so mad, and I'm not one to handle that kind of anger well, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you well know. <laughs> you know. So I thought just to be on the safe side, I'm going to transfer it out, and then once the last transfer is through. Then we're going to go down and get the money orders. Uh, I'd prefer if you went with me, if you want. Yeah, we can go. I, I know my wife kind of was thinking about going, too. And we we'll nice. just go to a couple of organizations. We both mm-hmm. we have a Red Cross and a Salvation Army right here in our yeah. hometown. Well, and we have uh, disaster survivors right in our own town. Too. Yeah, you want to talk about that? that? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, our governor offered to house uh, 10,000 uh, disaster victims 
here in Michigan, and uh, one of the places she put them was right here at uh, Fort Custer, which is the local Air Force uh, National Guard base here. Fort in Custer is um, a very old military base. Yes, and they have barracks out there dating way back to World War One and World War Two. In mm-hmm. fact, there was German Nazi soldiers in prison here during World War Two. I wrote a blog on that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was called the Bike Ride Blog or something. I actually had a picture of the tombstone of some of the German soldiers, which mm-hmm. they I think they had died in a train accident or something. Yeah. Um, so the, there's a, and of course, a lot of people are thinking Fort Custer. I wonder if it's named for. Yes, yes it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so proud of that. Um, but yeah, they they were flown in. We actually saw Julie and I were going out somewhere. I don't even remember where now. And the kids were in the car, and we saw the plane coming in with the uh, refugees. With, no, well, it's not. They're no, not, not refugees. refugees. I don't like that term. I they're not. Right. They're they're survivors. Yeah. Um, and they're American citizens, and they needed a a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And basically, Fort Custer is kind of a staging area. They only stay here for a couple of days, mm-hmm. while the state finds more permanent homes for them right. or housing, and then they move on. And so basically how it's proceeded from there is that uh, the state has asked local uh, organizations to step organizations, up and local uh, house owners or uh, people who own rental units to step up and, and provide. And I've been very impressed with the, re- with the response here in Michigan. Right. Our local food bank stepped up and is feeding these people. Mm-hmm. The Salvation Army has a lot of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Target has donated a whole bunch of stuff right here in Better Craig. Mm-hmm. So has Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um and I, and I saw the news reports that they went in and talked to the survivors that are here in Battle Creek. Yeah. And uh, when they first got here into Battle Creek, they were basically taken from the plane to the barracks in a bus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Battle Creek residents were out there with signs that, mm-hmm. welcome to Battle Creek, we love you. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the, the survivors were very moved. Yeah. And, and I was, too. I was like, this is great. And uh, it shows you what America could be. Forget about all the mm-hmm. politics. Forget about the left wing this and the yeah. right wing that and the response time and mm-hmm. this and that. And they should have got out. And why did these people stay? Forget about all that stuff. This is what, not just America, but this is what humanity is yeah. supposed to be about. And one of the things that has come up in the past recently, listening to uh, why aren't we getting, why isn't international people helping us? And, you know, this is, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. it is an international relief effort. You know how I know this? A a few of the companies that have donated products to MyMac.com is an American company. Right. Uh, I know for a fact one of them is a German company Mm -hmm. and one is a Russian company. Yeah. You know. I'm I'm very touched by that, you know, mm-hmm. and just as touched as I am by the American companies that are. Um, one was an English company. Un- unfortunately, we couldn't work with them because they they were one of the companies that wanted to send the 44 products to be. Right, understand. And um, we just couldn't do it. Plus, I'm ending the contest on or the contest the uh, the relief yeah, effort on, on Friday. Friday. And by the time they got here, that we would have been yeah, we'd have stopped that by then. Um, it is a, an international effort. You know, it's not about American politics. This is about humanity. The same way it was with um, the tsunami. Mm-hmm. It, it's just about humanity and trying to help people when they need it. Yep. And uh, I just want to thank all the people that have bought stuff on our website, the companies who have donated uh, their uh, time and their product to it, uh, especially. And this is something that most people don't even think about, but you see that really cool graphic? The mm-hmm. hurricane with the cross, and this is Mac yeah. so That was created by Todd Long, mm-hmm. and I think he did absolutely a fantastic yep. job. I emailed him uh, last Friday, and I said, "Do you think you could whip up a graphic?" And I, I kind of told him, you know, it's it's uh, all I wanted to say is like, you know, Mac users helping the victims of Katrina, something like that. And he just mm-hmm. came up with that whole graphic himself within a few hours. Mm-hmm. And so I can't thank him enough for volunteering yeah. his time. Yep. And, and he did this at work when he was in a Friday at his job is very, very busy. So for him to take the time to get this out to us that quickly is fabulous. And so I want to definitely send out a thanks to him as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for everybody who has donated so far and made a purchase. There is a donate now button. If you don't want to buy anything, you just simply want to give. Uh, you can do that as well. Yep. And at the very least, go to the redcross.org or your local chapter and give as much as you possibly can because right. it, it really is important right now. And that is our podcast, and we'll be back in one week. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have another contest next week, which is cool. 
I'll be on vacation next week, though. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. So you didn't give me an advance notice. I did. Well, I'm stupid. you got to remind me. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, down south. Down south. Yeah. Not to Louisiana, I hope. No, Carolinas. Okay. Uh, this has been the MyMac.com podcast. You can contact us at... MyMacPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> you know, that's how I slipped that in and looked at you. Yeah, there. I know it is. Just trying to catch you. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. See Bye. Ya. Boy, next week you're on vacation? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to do a podcast by myself. Tad can help out. Tad. Tad Sheeler. This is a subliminal message. Tim needs a podcast partner next week. Tad Sheeler. Tim Robertson needs a podcast partner next week. You think he got the message? Uh, maybe. maybe. Okay. I hope let's, he's listening. Oh, yeah, he'll listen. All right, let's run the, uh, the credit music. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.